I want America to understand, this week, it's going to get bad. We don't have another day. We don't have another hour. Delay it a year is my ideal setup. Look, just put it on pause, flip everything for a year. We know there's complications, but we also know, you know, the Japanese people can make it happen. 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo were still four months away, but the Games appear to be the latest event postponed due to the coronavirus outbreak. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. Now more than ever, the world could use the international boost to morale the Summer Games brings us every four years, but a new report reveals the decision makers are already in the process of delaying the Olympics until 2021. Coming up in just a few minutes, I'll talk with a coach who trains Olympic athletes here in San Diego on the potential impact of pushing the games back a full year. First though, a look at some of the top coronavirus headlines for Monday, March 23rd. The city of San Diego is taking stronger measures to discourage public gatherings after good weather led to large groups of people congregating over the weekend. Now I am directing City of San Diego staff to move forward with the closure of all parks, beaches, boardwalks, bays, city lakes, and trails to the public until further notice in order to slow the spread of COVID-19. The City of Carlsbad followed suit this afternoon and also closed beaches and parks. 230 people in San Diego County have now tested positive for coronavirus according to the latest numbers. That's up 25 from yesterday. 37 people are currently hospitalized due to the virus. The United States Navy has mobilized to augment the country's medical response teams. 10 News anchor Vanessa Van Hefty was at Naval Base San Diego as the USNS Mercy departed on its new mission today. Acting on orders of President Trump, the Mercy is now heading to Los Angeles to ease the burden of hospitals there. It is equipped with more than 800 Navy medical personnel. It's one of only two ships of its kind in the Navy, invaluable in times of war and global disaster. People are Navy medicine's greatest strength. We stand ready to support the nation today as directed by our civilian leadership. In a matter of days, Naval Base San Diego assembled a crew that will serve as a relief valve to an area of California hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. It's not Mercy's primary mission, but one our military is embracing, honored to answer the call. Even though this is not a traditional mission, which is typically combat casualty care, our doctors, nurses, corpsmen, pharmacists, laboratory professionals, and many other professionals are agile, responsive, and ready to serve the needs of our nation. The crew will be ready on arrival to take direction from FEMA and state agencies. The Mercy will not be treating COVID-positive patients, but will take patients with other ailments so hospitals can focus on critical care of those positive for the virus. Meanwhile, in Washington, senators bickered over proposed economic relief to lessen the impact of the coronavirus. Republicans like Susan Collins of Maine argue time is of the essence in getting legislation passed. We don't have another day. We don't have another hour. We don't have another minute. Democrats, however, said the proposed bill didn't do enough to help American workers and called the legislation a slush fund for large corporations. Local leaders are preparing to convert Golden Hall and part of the convention center into homeless shelters during this COVID-19 outbreak. 
The goal is to limit the spread of the virus and help homeless individuals stay healthy. More than 250 hand-washing stations have already been placed throughout the city. While many businesses are laying off or furloughing employees during the crisis, some companies are adding jobs. Walmart says it needs 6,000 new workers in California alone. Papa John's is looking for 130 people in the San Diego area to work in stores and as contactless delivery drivers. CVS is adding 50,000 positions nationwide, including skilled jobs for nurses. And local grocer Jimbo's is adding 40 to 60 people due to increased demand. And in our feature story, USA Today is reporting the Summer Olympics in Japan will be postponed until next year. They spoke with a senior member of the International Olympic Committee. He says it will take a few weeks to work out the details. And in light of the news of the Olympics likely being postponed, I'm joined today by one of the top swimming coaches in the world. He's trained dozens of Olympic athletes currently with Team Elite here in San Diego. David Marsh is my guest. David, I appreciate the time today. Hey, how are you doing this afternoon? Uh, pretty good. Now, first of all, what was your reaction uh, when you heard at least a report from USA Today that it looks like the Olympics are going to be postponed uh, one year to 2021? Uh, my reaction was finally. Uh, to me, to me, it took way too long to make that decision. It's not, even, it's not the decision's not even made yet, but it took too long for leaders in the IOC movement to uh, to be leaders and just make the statement that they needed to make, which is that hey, the first thing we're doing right now is dealing with coronavirus. This is a world uh, issue, not a uh, not a regional issue, and we need to hit to hit the pause. And so, yeah, finally, and and then a lot of the team elite swimmers, you know, Jacob Pebley, namely. Uh, had had called out this for you know in in the public of uh, several days before I had been tweeting about it well before just you know really with every, anything I could I said delay it a year is my ideal setup look just put it on pause flip everything for a year we know there's complications but we also know you know the Japanese people can make it happen so uh, you know finally it looks like that's the the situation's changing but I would tell you what you're reading in the USA Today and that kind of stuff is not confirmed by the IOC yet. And for them to even have the audacity to say they need four weeks to make make a click, be given four weeks to make clarity on that decision, is again ridiculous. And uh, and I hope that uh, uh, there's pressure, public pressure, and otherwise to, uh, uh, to to make sure they make these decisions quickly, and we can set a date, and we can all take care of our health. I know USA Swimming was just one of the organizations that came out recently asking for a postponement. What have been the difficulties that your athletes have encountered ever since some of the coronavirus restrictions have been put in place. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean pools in particular, you, can, you know, you need you need a swimming pool to train, and swimming pools are usually part of other facilities. And uh, and when you're doing something like uh, uh, in, in a portion of a either a public facility or a facility that's multi-use, you know, when the requirements of the facility comes down for for one aspect, it usually hits the whole thing. So. We trained primarily at the Jewish Community Center in La Jolla, and we used uh, the Community Center out in Coronado. Uh, both are amazing facilities, and we're really fortunate to have be able to use those facilities. But sort of one at a, after another, including our weight rooms, uh, began to close. Our athletes train at uh, four different gyms throughout the city, and uh, literally, you know, they kind of almost like day after day, something closed. And, uh, and really what we're left with right now that it's open in this uh, city is nothing. Um, and uh, so I drove to Orange County to a pool 
a couple of days ago, about an hour away uh, to get a session in. And then the other place that the, the guys are swimming is out in the ocean and uh, then in little apartment pools where they can. I mean, we've emphasized the, the social distancing and the and the responsibility of of staying safe. But, you know, listen, they're Olympic athletes. They're, they're people, several of whom have already qualified for the Olympic Games. They're already going to their respective countries. And the Americans, all of our Americans that are here are all people who are legitimate contenders. And uh, it, it's hard to tell them to shut it off and say, OK, just don't just don't stop training now. Uh, when they've done three, they put their life in this position for three years. And, and so it's a, it's a quandary. And we're, I don't think we're still fully out of it yet until the IOC sets, sets a, a hard, hard new date. And then we'll do the adjustments that needs to be done. David, you've coached at several Olympic games. Uh, what would you say to the people who have been arguing what we need now more than ever is for the world to come together at an event like the Olympics to kind of lift everyone's spirits? Oh, I love that. I think, uh, Pierre de Coubertin is probably smiling in his grave right now to hear that that's the calling because that's exactly was the was the reason behind the Olympics and the reason behind the Olympics, at least according to the literature I've read over time and I've read a lot of biographies of of the founder of the Olympics was that it's it's ultimately through the struggle and training and the exercise of the freedom of pursuit of excellence that in that common space we find peace and that's really what the Olympics is about. Uh, and to some, in, a, in an odd sense, I feel like that's what's happening, happening through this coronavirus to some degree. And no doubt that when we have these Olympics, and ho hopefully in 2021, the entire world will experience an Olympics like they never have before. I mean, I've been to, that's one thing I try to explain to people about the Olympics. Olympics is not uh, a few nations. I mean, the sport of swimming in particular, every country competes in swimming. I mean, China's great in swimming, Japan's great in swimming. South Africa is great in swimming. Uh, India has excellent swimmers. I mean, there, there, there's not a, you can't put a, uh, a, you know, a sport like swimming or track and field, let's say, and say it's just a regional sport. No, it's a gl true global sport. And the, the, the humanity that happens on an athletic event like that already is, it, it will, would blow you away. Uh, but you, you take it to another level and say, after this pandemic, uh, we, we go through this together as a world. I think we're going to have a, a very emotional and very real uh, experience. But you know what? It's not going to be ready in three months. We're not going to be ready in three or four months. This is this is this just to adjust not only to the the pandemic uh, running its course and the virus running its course, but also the economy uh, getting back on track a little bit and having the the people feel secure enough to travel to Japan uh, financially, even uh, to make it truly an Olympic experience. That's that's what we're going to be. Uh, uh, that's why we need the at least the year, and I think that I think we're going to get that now. Certainly, a, a delay, as you said, is going to come with some advantages given the current situation. But there will also be challenges. What do you anticipate some of those will be in terms of your athletes? Just the the changing of their precise training regimen they've been leading up to this summer and the Olympic Games. How does that change, and how do they adjust if indeed uh, the news is true and they push the games back a full year? Yeah, I think I think first and foremost is retirement. I think some of us, there there are some athletes that this they they might have been stretching to get to this year, and in many cases when these athletes are swimming, they're choosing not to do something else professionally and begin to generate income, begin to generate career skills that they can build on to build a full career. And so, first of all, it's just it's just that question: it is is another year sort of the risk reward factor worth it? Uh, most of them, if it's one year, I think they'll keep going. If it's a two year, which I think it's still possible, 
that we could be talking 2022. If that's the case, I think you'll see a lot more retirements and uh, people moving on with the sport. Second thing is the, you know, it's a, it's a full change of plan. So I know here in San Diego, we're, we're literally just establishing ourselves in uh, the community with uh, access to, to facilities, access to, uh, uh, you know, like doctors and, and people who want to be a part of what we're doing in San Diego. And, uh, and so we're, you know, we, we don't have, it's not like we have uh, such a, a deep, deep, uh, deep roots in the community right now that, uh, that we can sit back and, and say, well, we can just wait for the Olympics. We actually have to keep working on, uh, you know, signing another contract with the pool to make sure we have pool simple, simply pool space. That's a, that's a pretty important thing, and it's and, and pool space in San Diego between swimming and water polo is at a premium, so it's oftentimes hard hard to find uh, affordable pool space. And then finally, it's the athletes, the training schedule. I mean, they they've trained a certain way. They, many athletes understand in, in Olympic sport like swimming, two years before the Olympics, they're doing their foundational training. They're doing some big blocks of training to try to set up a uh, a base they can they can train train on for the next year. And now we're in that year. So literally about right now, about March and April is when we transition our program into high, high quality training where we're really getting race ready. And so to have to pause it right really at the, at the good stuff, I mean, we're literally right about to hit the good stuff of swimming uh, to, to go all the way back to, to base training is, is, is not, not going to make anybody happy. But uh, there, there's always positives and everything. So we're going to, we're going to find some positives in this. And, and uh, we have a lot of athletes here in San Diego that, uh, that I think are on the upswing of their career. I don't think they're on, they're, they're hanging on right now. So I think an, an extra time may help them. Well, it's a good reminder that it's not just the, uh, the NBA players and the baseball players who have had their seasons and schedules interrupted. This is going on in swimming and, uh, you know, obviously dozens of other Olympic sports as well that we're all gearing up for this summer. Yeah, and keep in mind, the, you know, these Olympic athletes, for the most part, you know, the baseball players and football players, they're still getting a paycheck. I mean, these Olympic athletes, they're not getting a paycheck from anybody. And they're, they're, come, they're, they're getting money from their families. They're the occasional sponsor, but aren't, there aren't too many sponsors. They're they're uh it's it's a struggle and so and then not to mention they're, you know they're graduate i have graduates of stanford and berkeley and columbia and i have you know these graduates that aren't out in the workforce they could be earning you know probably good money at this point uh but they're pursuing their olympic ambition to with the hope of representing the united states so it's a it's a complicated issue and and i really appreciate you covering it and showing interest in, in this because it's a it's a it's a, a pretty big deal and certainly affecting a lot of people around the world well, David, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you and all of your athletes out there, and uh, hopefully they'll still get a chance to climb those podiums whenever it happens. That's the plan. Thank you very much. Finally, it's my goal to wrap up our podcast with a little good news, even if it may seem hard to come by at times. Today comes from singer-songwriter Neil Diamond, who posted a video updating his sing-along classic to better apply to these crazy times we live in. Reaching out, don't touch me, I won't touch you, sweet Caroline. Well, we're all definitely waiting for those good times to return. Each day, look to 10news.com and our social media channels for new coronavirus impact podcasts. And make sure to download the 10 News app for all of today's important stories 
along with reports you'll only see on 10 News. As always, it's available to download for free at the App Store. That'll do it for today. I'm Ben Higgins. And remember, we're all in this together.